Screen. You don't have to. I was about to say, I don't, no, I don't have to, but you should. There's no level of professionalism little... here. And the two of them are kids. You know. right. so yeah. Who cares? Yeah. They aren't people. We're, we're, we're watching it for Jeffrey. <laughs> Nobody wants to know. We don't them. know if they're good yet until this movie right. comes out. Yep. <laughs> their their entire lives are just question marks. <laughs> not gonna not gonna put my bets in a question mark. All right. Well, hey, welcome right. everybody to Enter the Critic. Have you, have you noticed I'm trying to make my interest a little more lively since you guys complained that one episode? Good. That you should feel bad about the things that you've done wrong. <laughs> well. I guess I should feel bad. This is the only way we improve, (laughs) by insulting you. (laughs) All right, well, hey, welcome down to The Critic, a movie podcast where each week we talk about movies both in theaters and on Netflix, uh, as well as movie trailers and news. Uh, This week's movie uh, is antiviral. Uh, My name is Chris Klump. With me, as always, and sometimes, and maybe never, Parker. And me too. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm and that Matt. guy. That Matt. guy. And Matt Parker. Schaefer. Matt Schaefer. All right. Like I said, this week we're talking about antiviral. Before we get into that, let's talk about some trailers. Uh, we saw a trailer for The Book Thief. Uh, it hit me. Why, uh yeah, yeah. How In about a world <laughs> where books are thieved, <laughs> one girl. Must steal Must them all. Must steal them all. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! I uh, feel good. Da, 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 da. I knew that. From you can't Robert. keep stealing these books, girl. From Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> the book thief. <laughs> She's got an M16. <laughs> Give me your books or you're all gonna die. Starring Winona Ryder and Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Damn it, girl. You can't keep stealing those books. I'm too old for this shit. I'm getting too old. <laughs> anyway, the book feed. While subjected to the horrors of World War II Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Didn't quite give that well, justice. Okay. A young Liesel finds solace by stealing books and sharing them with others. Under the stairs in her home, a Jewish refugee is being sheltered by her adoptive parents. Yes. Now, this is a book. A, bu- a written book Which called the book you thief. have read, yes? Yes, and it's awesome. I liked the book a lot. It's a young adult book, so did you, I mean, it's did an easy you, read. Did uh, you steal it? <laughs> Everyone should read it, but it's very, very like good, very touching, very emotional, but but also just this all-around good, mo- good book, uh, great characters and stuff. So when I had seen that they were making this into a movie, I was very excited because it lends itself for that, I think. There's some really good characters and some great story to be had so very excited about this movie is it going to make me have feelings <laughs> yes probably uh, 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 i think i'm gonna pass <laughs> this movie uh stars jeffrey rush so that's good emily watson and why don't you go ahead and take that third name there chris no i think parker should handle it uh, uh okay. and a couple child actors <laughs> bunch of kids that nobody cares about because yep. their lives are unwritten. Yeah, we don't know yet. We'll find out if this movie, after this movie's good, we'll, we'll then, find out then if they're we'll, worth talking about. Yeah, then we'll bother to pronounce their um, names. Yeah, you know, that's I was, how it works. I was, I was completely on board the moment Jeffrey Rush showed up on oh, screen. Yes. I'm like, yep, yeah, we'll have some of that. 
And as Matt pointed out, there's a scene where he's teaching someone something. So it's very much like, yeah, and Jeffrey Rush reprising his role of the teacher. Well, it's part of a trilogy. See, yeah. In the King's speech, he taught someone how to talk. There you go. Yep, yep. In this one, he's teaching someone how to read. There you and, go. And, and the then uh, in in the, the, the writer's writings... He's going to... Uh, <laughs> the writer's writing. And, and, of course, going forward in time, it will be set in uh, Vietnam. <laughs> he will teach someone how to write. So, All right. It's the language trilogy. Well, it, no, we wouldn't... Yeah, but it wouldn't, wouldn't have to go very far ahead in time. Because, I mean, That's like, true. the jump King's from King's speech, speech was, to this is, when is only a, the very beginning of World War. That's true. So, so this will be, like, uh, the post-war. Right. Uh, yeah. Rebuilding Japan. Yeah. He'll have to go and teach the Japanese <laughs> oh, to write in English. <laughs> Stop oh, no. writing these ridiculous you characters. You can't bloody write like that. <laughs> Go from left to right. Except the <laughs> Japanese. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm thinking of like Cantonese or something. <laughs> oh boy. This also uh, Emily Watson. I, I definitely recognized her, and she has been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah she has. I she, supposedly most known for War Horse. Uh, Red Dragon, but I feel like I've seen her in other stuff too. Voice in Corpse Bride. Yeah, that's just going down this week in Enter the Critic. Gosford Park. She was in Gosford Park. The Boxer. That's right. Anyway, Punch Drunk Love. She's in. She's in. Yes, that's where I know her from. Punch Drunk Love. I definitely recognize her from Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, she's the love interest in Punch Drunk Love. A great romantic comedy. Yeah, not an actual romantic comedy. Yeah. But, um, but actually good. So this movie, again, just... Also Equilibrium. Yes! <laughs> yes, that's also where I know her from. Yeah. Yes. Wait, who is she in Equilibrium? She's the girl that um, Christian Bale becomes infatuated with because she's like a rebel. Yes, and She has yes, the art yes, room. Yes, yes, that's right. I forgot. I totally forgot she was yep. in that. Yep. Gun-kata. Um, Gun-kata. Needs Gun-kata. to be in more movies. Yes, it does. <laughs> That was the uh, the lost art. So great. <laughs> um, anyway, so this movie yeah. looks really good. Um, yeah, the trailer's very, very like you standard. Know, yeah, but it's very like uh, you could tell this is gonna be like a an emotional yeah. journey. Normally, you know? I love, normally, I love historical fiction set in World like War II. Sweeping music building yeah. at the end. You're like, yep. oh, this is exciting. Normally, when I see this type of film, I think this is just some Oscar bait crap. Um, but this movie doesn't come off, at right. least to it me. Might it might still it, be that, but well, I mean, the it still might be some good, Oscar so. bait. But right. it looks like it's well done Oscar bait. Yeah. Uh, it looks, you know, yeah, they, really, they, really interesting. They have and, a great story to work with, so if they do it justice, then it will be awesome. Because yeah. the bo- the, I think the book is great, so it'll definitely, if they do it right, it can be awesome. It looks yeah, like I it's going to be the funniest good. movie this year. <laughs> so a hilarious, gutbuster. Nope. <laughs> nope. This, this is definitely going to be a movie where um, I, I just just from the trailer, I'm going to be like, you know, don't cry. The, the, the don't emotional cry, side of uh, Chris Columbus is going to come out. <laughs> don't choke back. Need them tissues. So it'll probably be it'll probably be the closest I've come to crying in a film since Babe. No, wait. What's the still surprised that that's like your sad? What's the? that's my that's my sad movie. What's the line, Matt? We don't shed tears. Let the doves cry for us. We let the doves do it for us. We don't cry tears. 
Oh, no. Soul survivor. <laughs> if you're looking for me, I'll be on the black with my thing cock, possibly sitting on a drop now. If I, the same nightmares. Oh, if I gosh. knew that the two of you had such a level of pop cultural <laughs> music knowledge, it's I would never have asked you two to do this oh, podcast. It's just a wealth. <laughs> just a, just like the terabytes of, of music just <laughs> the, stuffed the entire into the entire playlist catalog of FM ninety seven just packed into two of FM ninety seven W L A N the radio station that I listened to in sixth grade and back then they were playing like Pearl Jam yeah <laughs> so. Chris you ever consider that this podcast is actually your version of Port Purgatory <laughs> some days Could be. Yeah. today I am yeah <laughs> so. All right, well, it looks really good. We'll we'll look forward to that November 15th yep. of this year. Uh, moving on, the next, mo- uh, next movie, the next uh, movie trailer that we saw was uh, The Counselor. A lawyer finds himself in over his head when he gets involved in drug trafficking. Wow, that's pretty simple stuff. Pretty simple yeah, stuff. Yeah, which is weird because when you watch the trailer, I'm like, I don't even know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, there's the a trailer, lot of stuff The trailer happening. looks like... I, I'm, so, I'm so confused as to what's actually going yeah, on. Yeah, which in is a movie. good thing. Yeah, because it's it. The trailer had enough good like people in it. Oh yeah, that made me want to go see it, but without giving anything it away. It has. It stars uh, Brad Pitt, Michael Fassbender, Fourth uh, Penelope build. Cruz. Fourth build is Dean Norris, who plays Hank on Breaking Bad. Yes, yes. Wow. Yes. Dean yeah. nice. Norris also uh, in, if I'm not mistaken, let me see if it's him. Yes, he was also in Total Recall. Yes, he was. Oh, yeah. um, he pretty much always plays some sort of law enforcement. Yeah, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. In Total Recall, he was the... He, he was, was one uh, of the mutants that was fighting against yeah. uh, this Ronnie Cox. This is the new one? No, the no, no, the original. Oh, the original. Okay, really? Yeah, he was oh, in the whoa. original. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, the movie also stars Cameron Diaz, uh, Javier Bardem, and, oh, John Leguizamo. Yep, there yes, he is. A man. Yeah. I like him in every movie that I don't like him in. <laughs> That sentence doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's always he's usually usually in terrible films, but I like him as an actor. Okay, so you like him in those movies? No, because his <laughs> his character is usually terrible. But I just what the like hell are you talking about? What are you saying? What do you mean? I don't know. It's a hard. It's really hard to explain. So like he's in Spawn, and I hate sure. Spawn, even sure. though I wanted to like Spawn. Sure, and he plays the clown, and the clown's annoying. But I still I like him. him. Yeah, he plays. He, uh, he plays the clown, um, and he was in uh, Super Mario Brothers. Terrible movie. He played Luigi Mario, a terrible character. I hated the. I hated everything about that movie. Wait, did he play Luigi him. or did he play Mario? No, he, his full name is Luigi Mario. Obviously, yeah, you have not Mario seen Mario Brothers. I have not. It's right. terrible. It's the it's Mario so Brothers, terrible. as in that's their last name. Mario Mario. And, and Luigi, Luigi Mario. Mario. Can we just I'm take a quick? <laughs> Let's just take a quick break here. First, I'm going to address the way that Parker says Mario because I hate it. Secondly, I'm going to address Mario. He's from yes. New Jersey. Super Mario Brothers. I That's hate how you say it. it so much. It's like he's staring at the face of God and just for you listeners out there, Matt's face is beat red right uh, now. He's okay. So um, and then all the other stuff that you said doesn't make any sense. So. Okay. Let's move on. It's okay. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of. People in this a lot movie. of good people in this a thing. Lot of, a lot of, um, <laughs> not now because you guys have sidetracked me so much. I can't I'm remember. I mentioned that this movie is directed by Ridley Scott. Yes, it is. Yet so, another thing going, and it's uh, based on something written by Cormac McCarthy. So does this is this mean that uh, 
Ridley Scott and Michael Fassbender are now together forever. They're like a thing. Is that a thing? You know, I, I kind of hope so since Michael Fassbender was the best thing about Prometheus. I agree. Um, I liked Prometheus. So. I, I hated Prometheus and I loved yeah. Michael Fassbender in Prometheus. I liked Prometheus and I thought Michael Fassbender was the best thing about it. Interesting. Okay. I like that well, too. That's a good head opinion. nod. You guys can have your own podcast about how you mu- how you liked Prometheus. I hated Prometheus. Yeah. You want to do that? Right now. Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Enter the Prometheus. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Enter the Prometheus. <laughs> With me as sometimes. <laughs> With me as sometimes. It, yeah, half, half the episodes are just Matt talking to himself. <laughs> I just go upstairs. Oh man, it'll be like a replication of my life. Oh, that's accurate. Uh <laughs> Cripplingly accurate. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I mean, Ridley Scott was definitely, I mean, I don't know. Prometheus was bad enough for me to put him in in, uh, uh, director prison. Come on. What the hell, man? He was just so so crime against humanity. Dude, why do you just have these strong strong opinions about things and then just stick to them? (laughs) <laughs> Why can't you just go Why? with the flow? Yeah, dude? right. Like me. I know. Yeah, I know. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. That's fine. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just definitely maybe. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> whatever. It's a movie. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. The the I, I I am glad that the synopsis says that it, uh, the lawyer who I am assuming is played by Michael Fassbender, yes, the counselor. Yep. Um. Is doing something with drug trafficking because again the trailer does not state that at all. It doesn't really state much of anything. It just shows it's off just all of the big cuts. names and a lot of quick cuts of action, quick cuts and short pieces of dialogue. Yep. So, just fine. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Looks good. It's coming out October 25th of this year. So. Hopefully, it'll break Ridley Scott out of your prison, Chris. It'd be nice. <laughs> I used to like Ridley Scott. I used to think he was a solid director. Then Prometheus happened. And I was so very angry. So very, very angry. All right. Well, moving on. This week for our uh, Netflix movie, we saw Antiviral. Antiviral is a 2012 Canadian horror film directed by Brandon Cronenberg, son of David David Cronenberg. I couldn't remember his first name. That's awful. Uh, The film competed in the Uncertain Regards section of the 2012 Cannes Film Festival. And I'm just reading the Wikipedia. I was was hoping you'd get to the synopsis uh, here. Yeah, I didn't have that up. Uh, After becoming infected (laughs) with the virus that killed superstar (laughs) Hannah Geis, Sid March must unravel the mystery surrounding her death. To save his own life. To be fair, that synopsis does not really paint not a good picture close. of this not, movie. Not, not even, close. even close. Okay, let's 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 do Agreed. our own synopsis. Yeah. Here. Uh, this movie takes place in kind of an alternate reality present. Well, I'm going to say at least ten to fifteen l- years. Man, in the okay, future, a little future, given the technology that they're using. Um, and in it, celebrities are so idolized and to, to the point of almost being worshipped. No, certainly. Oh, yeah. that, certainly. That yeah. people wish to inflict themselves with the ailments that their favorite celebrities have. Yeah, literally injected into Yes, them. and there are companies who have certain celebrities in their catalog, and you can go and shop for whatever ailments these celebrities have and, and, yep. and get them. Um, and Sid March, the the main character of this movie, is one of their 
I don't know. Salesman. Like a salesman. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. And while he is selling these, he is stealing. He's injecting himself to steal these viruses. Um, sell them on the black market. Yeah, sell them on the black market. And it all revolves around a specific machine that can break the code of this virus. Well, yeah, they, they copy protect the viruses in this. You yes. know, they kind of suppose they have these sort of biological technology where they can copyright it so that, therefore, you can't steal it. It yes. has to, you and know, you can't but, infect anyone else with it. Right, right. exactly. So that he is able to remove that yeah. with, the, with an, some old tech. And, and sell it on the black market. And he is sent to the this universe's biggest star, uh, Hannah Geis, who um, is sick. And he, of course, takes her blood and then injects it into himself. And then she dies. And so he has to figure out how she dies and why she died. And... The whole time, everybody and their brother is chasing after him because right, they want he has what he the vi- has. Yeah, he yeah. has this virus. Obviously, after she and dies, meanwhile, he's prices just, skyrocket yeah. and it gets yep, out of yep. hand. And meanwhile, he's just getting so just so sick. sick. Oh yeah. gosh, so. such delirious. Like a lot of scenes of delirium. Yep. This yep. Uh, this character, by the way, the the lead character yeah. uh, Sid March is played by Caleb Landry Jones. Yes, I did not recognize you know from him from as. Banshee? No, oh, first right, class? right. Yeah, well, I, no, no, no. What else? Oh, snap. That's Lewis, who gives a ride on Breaking Bad <laughs> to Walt Jr. What? That's Lewis! What? He's only on, like, two episodes, but he's uh, the guy oh, who yeah, always gives okay. him a ride. I mean, he gets referred to a lot more than he actually appears on camera, but he's in it a couple episodes. But Oh, man, he seems hmm. so much older than The other thing that. that's really cool is in 2007... He would have been much younger because what is he like? He's born in eighty nine, so how old is he? Twenty four. So at two thousand seven, he would have been much younger. He was the boy on the bike at the very end of No Country no for Country Old Men, Man. who sees Javier Bardem crash into the yeah. into the accident and is sitting there just staring at him. So just just a little side note kind of thing. But yeah, I always like the when I when I I saw that on IMDb, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot he's in like two episodes where he like break. comes in and they're like, and they're like, hey Lewis, you gonna give Paul a ride? Yeah, like, <laughs> can you stay for breakfast? No, we don't have time. Are you so, gonna star in a film where you are the avatar of pestilence and disease? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, guess I will. I I think he really fit this film because he has a look about him he looks, that they were definitely going for. Yes, when he when yes. he puts his hair back like that and just like you know doesn't go outside probably for a couple weeks. <laughs> he, he looks like the sickest person oh, I've absolutely. ever seen. Yeah. Um so that kind of bl- kind of transitions into like what I wanted to talk about. One of the big things I liked about this movie was his performance. Yeah. I thought it was very just good. solid. Yeah. Um I've never seen somebody play someone so sick so convincingly. Yeah. No. Because uh, this all the whole time in this movie he is just getting worse and worse. In fact, I'm trying to think of other movies in which a predominant feature the only one that I can think of right now is uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt in fifty fifty because he has cancer in it. Right, right. right. And I guess cancer is a little bit of a different situation than being like whatever, like fever sick. Yeah. But I, I've never watched a movie and just been so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I was actually sick when I watched this. Oh, what? that would be make it yeah. really upset. Yeah, I, I was. I was sick. I'm coming off of a cold. I got it when I was, you know, in the underworld. And um, 
but yeah, I, I Matt, had a Matt, cold. That was weeks ago. That's yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I had a cold while I was watching this, and it just made me. Even though it wasn't that bad, it's not that bad to have a cold, but it just made me feel so uncomfortable. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, especially well, when he starts like you know coughing up blood, uh, <laughs> all that stuff. Now, now do we, now do we already talk about who? We we did we mentioned that it was uh, Brandon Cronenberg, right? So and that's that's the big. If that you was ha- the if, exciting if, thing for me, if, you, if th- that's what sold me on watching the movie, yeah, I love David Cronenberg. If you haven't, if you never heard of him, you're doing something wrong. He is <laughs> you're doing uh, it wrong. A, a, just an amazing director who did uh, such great films like Scanners, uh, Videodrome, Video The Drone. Fly. Yeah, the fly. Um, he did a lot of pre-production on the original Total Recall, <laughs> which is his... why Quanto looks as really screwed up as he does. <laughs> That's actually toned down from what he originally wanted. <laughs> the man is two... kind of pioneered body horror. Yeah, two, two of his more recent uh, works that people might know of are History of Violence and Eastern Promises. Right. Yes, much much past, like, uh, of a different. Tone, like, way different yeah, than what I love they, they, right. they still have a somewhat similar tone in that they're very quiet and right, eerie right. and but foreboding, no, but not no, no body, body horror. horror. And no, that's no, no, like no, kind no. of his his calling card back in the day, which is what I first got into when I first got into him as a director. Like specifically Videodrome is just like oh, the most so, super far out. So over the top. If you haven't seen that, it's definitely I worth seeing. I think it's seeing. on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, it's I, so I, worth it? seeing. It may have been taken off by now. But yeah, it's 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 far out and it's like weird and like you know, and, what and is happening? Of course the the eighties uh, is, it, is it actually 80s remake of The Fly? It almost has to be. It's yes. Jeff Goldblum yes. and Gina Davis. That is in um, 1986. Yes. Uh, that has the most, just some of the most insane stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm going to spoil a movie. I'm going to spoil it because, let's face it, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, yeah, you missed your, miss your train. It's over 20 years old. Um, when The Fly gets combined with the machine at the end and it's just he's crawling across the floor and it's just like oh god what am i looking at <laughs> that's every david cronenberg film yeah. why is this happening this is not right yeah um, for sure so, I, so yeah. I was really excited i'm like oh the son of this legendary director and, I the, and in the trailer there was like that scene from his delirium where he has like that weird mouth thing going mm-hmm. on yep yep and like so i was like oh no way you know, and there's definitely some uncomfortable yes. body stuff in this for sure. Not as much as I thought there no. was going to be, which isn't necessarily no. No, that's good. Thing. I mean, it's good because he's doing his own thing. Yeah, he's doing you know. his own the, thing. The discomfort of this film does not primarily come right. from gross-out yeah. special effects or right. body no. horror what, or anything what, like that. It comes from just the overall mood and themes, yeah, which are very disturbing in their own right. <laughs> yeah, very disturbing. Now, there is a there's a butcher shop. Called yes, like I found this in, bodies. I found this incredibly disturbing. Where where they grow grow like meat from meat cultures basically. from cells from the celebrities. So which you is, could buy which, like Hannah Geist, like you could get a pound of that and then cook liver. it up and eat it. Yeah, and, the, and, and people like, do that in this in this movie. So, like when they're handling this like amorphous meat blob, like they like they just kind of have these slabs and they're always cutting it to sell, and it's oh, it was really. Grossing me out, so and it's and it's about. a and it's just a bland colored piece of texture. Gray, yeah, it's basically just rubber or something yeah. that they used. But for some reason, it was so awful. In the, and then it in shows the it shows the, the one guy eating it like oh, oh, I'm like no. It's in, it's interesting to think about though because there's not they talk about how it's like a, a legal gray area, 
Because yeah, it's like, not them. Right. It's not cannibalism building per it se, from their cells. But it is human meat yeah. in the sense that it's from a human there's another, cell. There's another scene where, uh, uh, and I was so excited to see him in this, um, Malcolm McDowell yeah, he shows, up, uh, yeah. shows up and Towards he shows off his skin graft collection <laughs> where he has various mm-hmm. celebrity skin growing on his arm <laughs> and he just sits there stroking it Oh, almost, almost Lovingly. sensually, like yeah. oh yeah, like he's really. And I'm like, oh, this is so weird. Yeah, um, it's it's a, it's a very interesting movie in that it, it's like taking place in the future and taking place with some fairly like far out technology and ideas that don't exist right now. Yet, like as if to say, this is the way it would go when we get these technological right. advancements and these advancements in medicine and like. And like uh, like any sort of medical treatment surgery, this is the route we would go with it rather right. than like, you know, like I would imagine that if you have the ability to do any of these things, you also have the ability to like cure diseases and like make people live forever. But instead it's like, oh, no, this is what we did with all these advancements. Yeah, we gave yeah. people diseases and grafted and people are like thrilled about it. Like the one guy, <laughs> I think the, the, the first guy is like. Finds out, oh, I, I, I can get I can get uh, Hannah Geis. Uh, uh, infection of herpes like, mouth herpes yeah yeah oh i'm totally in and like he's super excited but he's like i can't wait yeah <laughs> um some of the things that i really liked about this movie i loved the two-tone like in the very beginning of the film every time that he's either in his apartment or he's in his place of business it is black and white and i don't mean shot in black and white it's just the building everything the everything in the building is black, is black or white he is always wearing a black suit with white shirt and black tie. And it's just this really striking. And it, at the beginning of the film, it's almost off-putting. Like, uh, I mean, so much white, too. Yeah, like, yeah, the like white blinding is, white. Yeah, the, yeah, it's hard to, like, if you're watching this at night, you might, like, mm-hmm. be like, I'd turn down your brightness yeah. on your television. I believe the is... first shot of the film is outside during the winter. So yeah. there's a yeah. natural... Right, right. Uh, white uh, Absolutely. atmosphere, and he's standing and in front of a white billboard. In front of a plain white billboard, <laughs> and he's wearing a black coat. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a he's got a thermometer in his mouth. Um, combine that with the use of cinematography and the way the shots are set up. It was really just like e- even before you figured out what was going on, because the first twenty minutes you're a little lost, but not so that you don't want to watch it. Um, and even the shots are just like, oh, there's something creepy about this. Like, there's something just a little off-putting. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really dug that. Um, however, about an hour and, I want to say maybe 15 minutes, because it's about a, uh, about a two-hour film. Hour and 45. Um, so, yeah, about, about an hour and 15 in for me, it hits me, because I was really enjoying the film. I was really into it, and I was really, really going. And then out of nowhere, it hits me, this is Basically, the plot to Pi. In what way? Uh, uh, okay, like Aaron Aronofsky's Pi. Right. Uh, yes. Which you have. You're gonna have to rebrief me. Okay. Pi is the a story of a mathematician who I mean, I've uh, seen it, builds a supercomputer yeah. uh, to track the movements of the um, stock. stock market, right. and then discovers a number that destroys his supercomputer, and it's kind of stuck in his head. And then out of nowhere, all of these organizations are like tracking, try- him, down. tracking him down. Starts like losing weird. his mind. Yeah, he starts losing his mind, and then all of these organizations are tracking him down, trying to get him to get what he has. 
out which of his is, brain. Which is pretty much... Yeah, the, I, can, I, I can see Because you have this yeah. machine that no one else has that you need to crack this code. Everybody's after him for what he has in his well, body. No, that it's ma- a virus instead okay, of... Okay, but that machine is nothing. Well, the machine, but like the machine oh. isn't public property. Not everybody, like the only people who have this machine it, he, is but, him and his corporation that he works oh, for. Oh, I see, I see what you're saying. And yeah, because like, I'm saying he, it's, it was said it was old It was an old. From, it was an old machine that, from right. that, but it wasn't gotcha. like, there, there, are, there were like one or maybe two missing. Yeah. Um, okay. And then like everybody is tracking him down and he goes, for, everyone he goes after and even people he trusts are like, oh, you have that? Right. Well, then I'm going to try to get it from you. Yeah. So, like, I really got the sense that it, it really felt like, you know, pie. Yeah, hmm. I feel like I feel like there are, there would be other films that pull from that um, central yeah. plot archetype. Just somebody of, has something. Yeah. So it's, Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, but this is actually good. <laughs> God, Johnny Mnemonic is such a bad... I love that movie so much, but it's so <laughs> terrible. It is so awful. Yeah. Um, but this movie, I... I I don't often do this. Elysium. They're not really after. They're after him. They're not after anything. No, memory. That's a very good point. Downloads the thing. That's a very good point. There's a large part of the plot that also could be considered part of this general archetype. But anyway, okay. Well, this movie just made really felt like pie to me. With the other movies you mentioned, I mean, definitely in especially in the sense that it's a similar plot and. It's like uh, the first work of a director, so it feels new and, yeah, and young and yeah. like. It well, and there's has a, that... uh, another parallel is the fact that there's scene, very strange scenes depicting delirium yeah. right, and right. insanity, right. etc. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. I can see this. And like, like, like I said, it tonally mm-hmm. and and the fact that this is both the the this movie feels like it has a higher budget than Pi did, but it it yeah. still feels like an independent film. Yeah. Um, and that's not a bad thing. No, no, no. So, but no, yeah, no I... it's good. I, I mean, you know, I think that it's like, um, I just, I just, I think it's a good first step. Yeah. You know, yeah. for sure. I, I'm super excited to see what else uh, Brandon Cronenberg can do, mm-hmm. uh, being that this is his first, not only a directorial debut, but also he wrote the screenplay. Um so for for a, a first time director to kind of come on the scene doing both those things and, and a, pulling and it off like, yeah. pretty well, like like aside from the 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 maybe the matching or like a, a fairly common, you know, mo- like uh, plot device, like the the content itself is fairly. I mean, yeah. I I was not like. Oh, I've seen this before. Like it was like, yeah. whoa, no, this it's is pretty, far. This is really interesting. Pretty now, original idea. The movie yeah. does lack subtlety. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it, and by true. lacking subtlety, I mean it has none. That's very true. <laughs> um, the, it's the, very in your face, very blatant with its with its message. Yeah, and, yeah. It's and, whole it's whole thing about how like you know this is America. You know this is modern Western culture. Now we right. just worship celebrities, and celebrities have become and the that they deserve it. De- deism, and right? Like just for being celebrities, they somehow deserve this. Yeah, because even they, they get the the, they the, just say the CEO even says that. Like if you're famous, you deserve to be famous, <laughs> and why you're famous doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, pretty. Definitely. It's pretty on the nose with yeah. that, which kind of bothered me too. Because it's like, but again, it, you're doing you you kind of have to be in some ways as a dystopian film that's trying to illustrate like who what if you know even though we know damn well it's never going to be to the point do we know how old uh brandon cronenberg is and i'm looking at his picture right now he doesn't look that old 
Man, he looks. I, I thought he was a hell. contemporary of the uh, of the guy. Uh, what's his face who plays Sid? I thought he was about as old as him. So like, so like in, or something. In, in his in his really early twenties. Yeah, maybe early to mid twenties. So like, so <laughs> what we're basically saying is a first time director, a first time young director, is showing, uh, uh, uh has a hard time with restraint. <laughs> uh, he's actually my age. So oh really? Born, well. Although his Wikipedia page is born circa 1980, so maybe it's circa. Maybe they yeah. don't have an exact what? date. on Really? That yet. Circa 1980? They don't. That's they don't have an exact date on that. Yeah, because his IMDb page, enough. his IMDb page doesn't have an, uh, a birth a birth date. No, on it her. doesn't. So, but yeah, I mean, Dave, Dave you can Cronenberg argue. is so mysterious; he will <laughs> not reveal the date of his son's birth. <laughs> I mean, you can argue that that lack of subtlety and lack of restraint is. Any first-time directors, yeah, absolutely. You're, absolutely. You're comparing it to Pi, and Pi, you're like, what? Yeah, like, Pi is so out there, and that's Aronofsky's first film. Yeah, and look at something like P.T. Anderson's first first major film was Boogie Nights, and there's a lot of stuff in that that are like, you could have dialed it back a bit, buddy. <laughs> but I mean, those are all still really amazing yeah. movies for their first time out, and I and I'd say this movie is pretty good for a first-time director, mm-hmm. um, and I am very excited to see what else he can do. Definitely. Um, so maybe next time we'll see him in a wacky comedy or <laughs> some some kind of drama. Yeah, the only other thing I'd have to say, and this is not um, necessarily a slight against the film as much as it is just the kind of film that it is that I sometimes have a problem with that. Uh, the tone is so oppressive at times and so just... Ugh, just like not just like dreary and not good there is a lot in this film that is really just like, like you said just dreary and 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 just dark but and on a can, subject matter that most movies that are dark and oppressive don't have that's true like it normally can, it, all i'm saying is it can get a little bit much Depend- right. Especially depending on what your frame of mind is, because exactly that's I've, very true. I've become, I've found that as I get older, I become actually much less tolerant to certain kinds of films all the time. Yeah, I'm much more in a, a okay. I want ridiculous action movie, horror, uh, ridiculous horror movie, comedy. That's this is what I want, like eighty yeah. percent of the time. Yeah, and then I come across a film like this, and I have to kind of sit and be patient and go through just like the drudgery of it, and mm-hmm. I'm just like. Uh, I just want to feel good again. <laughs> yeah, and this movie does not make you feel good. No. no, this is this is definitely not like like we said with uh, funny people. This is not a movie. Yeah, you just uh, like, yeah another. Hey, I'm ready. I, I got, it's Friday night. I'm ready to unplug and unwind. I got a yeah. beer. I got some popcorn. Let's watch Antiviral. No, that's <laughs> not. You're not picking no. this movie to unwind. This is definitely a film lovers movie. Yeah. Um. Because, like you said, it has a lot of just yeah. There's a lot of dark aspects to this. Oh, and you were talking about the the end of Fly. How that's cringe-inducing. Oh yeah. This movie does not skimp on that aspect either. The end of this movie. I don't want to give anything away. uh, But yeah, the end of this movie. I'm like, what is no, no. And we had gotten there. We had gotten there like the last like I don't know like fifteen twenty minutes. Not too bad. Not right, too bad. Yeah, just a couple moments. Like a lot of the stuff. Like it grosses me out whenever and when, like when, if I like look down when they're taking blood. Like you know, yeah. like when I donate blood. If I happen to look at them sticking me with the needle, I get lightheaded. Even though 
Like it doesn't hurt or anything if I just don't look at the needle penetrating the skin. And there was a lot of close-ups of that throughout. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Which is upsetting because yeah. like it, I don't like seeing that. But also it's like, wow, they actually stuck all these people with needles because yeah. I don't know how you fake that. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. But like, so there was en- enough of that, and there was a couple scenes of this and that. But and I mean, I feel like the yeah, I feel like the worst of the movie, tame. the worst of the movie, happens like maybe a little bit at the halfway point towards maybe like the s- three quarters of the way through, and then like towards the end, you're just like you forget. You're that. like, oh, all right, we're gonna maybe we're gonna get out of this <laughs> right. now. We're gonna be okay, and then the last <laughs> scene comes. Now like, I will say again because uh, I don't, I don't want to get into spoilers. But I will say the end did slightly confuse me, and I was fully prepared for this, knowing knowing okay. how David Cronenberg does his movies. Yeah, uh, I figured uh, there's going to be parts of this where I'm going to be lost, and I was happy that I wasn't lost as much because <laughs> it wasn't as, as I could have been. But the very very end, I'm like, um, little in terms confused. of the overall plot. No, not the overall plot. Just at the very end, like what was happening. Oh, I'm probably gonna cut this out. So okay, now that now that we're back and you know we we discussed the ending a little more. Damn, that's more disturbing than I thought it was. Yeah, the ending. <laughs> beyond, the ending was disturbing, beyond, but now damn. Beyond even like the last five seconds of the ending, which are the worst. <laughs> yeah, yes, by, uh, by far the worst. Uh, which is the, always a weird in a movie when literally the last five seconds you're like, oh no 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 yeah. no no. Yeah. Okay, no. And, credits uh, no, that that's what shot because when i saw the last shot i'm like surely there's another 10 minutes nope <laughs> credits yeah <laughs> no the last scene itself even without those last five seconds are just upsetting it's already just upsetting very to think upsetting. about yeah. it's not cool yeah, it's the, not, the not very cool. the cool, very man. last shot of this movie i was just like oh no yep, yep. oh no <laughs> so yeah if, if you're if you're the type of person who who doesn't like that kind of thing? <laughs> Maybe watch up until the last fifteen minutes of the movie and just be like, if okay. you're if you're like our good uh, sister podcasts uh, host Tyler Crumrine, no, Tyler, you dude, can't not make a movie it. For Tyler. You can't even make it through. Well, I don't want to downplay no, no. it, but if you can't make it through the birthing scene in yeah, uh, abortion in, scene, really, well, yeah, yeah, abortion, in, in uh, yeah, abortion scene in Prometheus, you're I not going like this. I had never watched a movie with Tyler up until that point. Um, and then out of nowhere, I just see him in the middle, I mean, dead center of the, the row, uh, yeah. row uh, in, of in the a, IMAX theater. a fairly theme. packed theater. Yeah, a pretty packed IMAX theater, and all yeah. of a sudden, <laughs> he's like running I just see out. him get up and just bolt for it, and then I don't see him for most of the film, and I thought, <laughs> did something offend him? Which <laughs> is something, you know, is, is he, does he hate this movie as much I'm as so I do? I'm so pro-life. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, that scene is pretty ridiculous. Oh, it's pretty yeah. ridiculous, but oh, like definitely. I I I do not I am like immune to this at this point. I, I'm really it takes a lot to make me squeamish. There sure. are there are I'm I'm not immune to the oh factor. Right. But for it to churn my stomach, you right. really have to To be like, I'm gonna throw up. Yeah, like, it's like, really okay. you really gotta go pretty far. Yeah. Um and and you know, nothing against him, but Tyler doesn't have that immunity. <laughs> no, he does not. He's and very he, visually Very affected. admittedly, he does not hide that fact and doesn't try to... No, because I even asked him, I'm like, are you all right? Yeah. Did you get pissed off? He's like, nah, man, uh, stuff like that usually makes me puke. Yeah. And I was feeling it. <laughs> so, oh, man. all right, well, uh, let's uh, let's put a rating on this, man. Why don't you just hit me? Okay, I will, uh, I will give antiviral... Antiviral. Antiviral. 
Antiviral. Yeah, you can't complain about me saying Mario if you say biopic. <laughs> I will admit that, that. I will that. admit that that's bad. That's right. You do say like, biopic. I just like saying it that way. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. I just like saying it that way. Um, okay, good. 12 out of 17, uh, good old mouthfuls of blood. Uh, yeah, there was a lot. Of, and I think there was 12 out of 15. Yeah, about of blood. that. I, I, I'm going to give this movie... Uh, seven out of ten human steaks. Uh, yep. <laughs> Just, Those are uh, so, so disturbing. And like they should, I mean, you know, they should be, but like it's just like. The actual thing is just like a color, like a like a just an off white blob thing. Yeah, just I this, really should be able to turn it off, but for some reason, just knowing what it just was, knowing that it's, it's coming. It first off, the idea of grown meat disgusts me yeah. in the first place, but Agreed. then grown human meat oh. makes it even worse. Oh, yeah. In I, reality, though, whenever I get like lunch meat from Walmart, probably basically pro- the same thing. Probably is. I no, no, know. No, probably... no, the technology to grow meat right now, it's. Uh, would cost thirty thousand dollars a pound. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true because they recently they did just that. Did it. They yep. made synthetic meat in Japan, I believe. Uh, yes, and, and the was, reaction yeah. was kind of tasteless and cost thirty thousand dollars a pound. Tasteless, Whoops. like in the way where it's like that's tasteless. They uh, <laughs> that would be funny too. They, they this they is for, a crime against nature. This is tasteless. And it doesn't taste that well. Um, actually, the reason it was tasteless was because they forgot to uh, synthetically grow fat. So it was just the leanest of birds. They forgot like, to true. synthetically grow salt to put on it. <laughs> I'm gonna be straight with you guys though. Human meat patties, bet they taste pretty good. Uh, I know in a video <laughs> game that uh, allows me cannibalism, I always go for it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like in it's, this in this movie there would be some like in in the universe in antiviral there would be somebody that'd be like, it's people. They'd be like, yes, we know that's the whole sure, point. Right. Oh, <laughs> human human steaks. Astral people. bodies. It's people. <laughs> yes, yeah. thank you, sir. It's on the sign. Thanks, crazy person. We all know that. That's why now, we're eating. Now it. I want. Now I want this movie recut with Soylent Green. <laughs> Just have Charlton Heston there screaming. <laughs> it's people. It's people. Somebody get this kid a doctor. <laughs> uh, so. All right, well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Enter the Critic. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank Eric Trubio of the Eric Trubio Podcast Network for hosting us. Cause Should we create a jingle for him? He yeah. can create his the own Eric jingle. Eric Trubio Podcast Network. He should create his own jingle now that there are three. That's true. Three podcasts on the network. We could just of course, we have do his uh, theme ending song to uh, Ninjas vs. Podcast. Yeah, that's true. Go um, have a summer party. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, check check all we'll all the fine when we're all done. Oh, Jesus Christ, all the fine all the fine podcasts on his network. Of course, we have our show, and you've already listened to it. Uh, <laughs> you have Ninjas versus Podcast, and Eric and Sarah's Magical Funcast. Which uh, as of as of this recording, one, still one episode, only has still one episode. only one episode. I the gotta man's tell you getting something. married in a couple days. You know what though, Eric and Sarah, I gotta tell you something. Here's a little wedding advice. You want a podcast to fly. Got to put more than one episode out, babies. <laughs> Come on, babies. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell them that at their wedding. Stop being a baby. That's gonna be your toast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand, stand up, up and be like, "Hey, the glass. Hey. Want your podcast to fly? Got to make more than one episode, babies. And pour your drink <laughs> out. Peace. Spike it. Like, I'm out. Spike the mic. I'm out. Have a good honeymoon. <laughs> uh, and now Zach will give his toast. <laughs> Okay, thank you, Matt. <laughs> Matt, who was that man? 
Uh, also, also want to uh, thank uh, Bobby Roberts for the use of our theme song and outro uh, off the Geek Remix. Oh, but albums. how can you thank a man who has everything? I right, know. Parker. Right. I mean, he has so much. <laughs> when we have, like, so I know we got away with this last episode. I, we didn't have this I, garbage. I appreciate you know using like Windows. Right. But I don't thank Bill Gates. He no. Is, he's, he's he the, gets so much money from us. Right. So just like money. the guy from Geek Remix. No. Right. That's the thing. Bobby it's Roberts. Free. Millions. Of, what? Free. <laughs> I love I love the idea that if, if somebody's listening to every episode, they go, "Man, Parker and Matt seem to forget what happened." <laughs> Do they have amnesia of some sort? They seem to forget that they're free. We have selective amnesia that causes us to annoy Chris. <laughs> it's very and, a, conven- and, and annoy very conveniently and annoy selective. a few of our listeners. Like oh, I I'm said, sure. this is this is when if some of our listeners go, "Yep, time to turn it you know, off." Now you we know should, what? Well, go now ahead. we should have a thing where we say if you like email us or message us on Facebook that will give you a prize because a lot of people just tuned out. <laughs> tuned right because out. We oh, man. <laughs> we started talking about it. We'll, we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> All right. If I think you... what we need is a wider uh, listener base. <laughs> no, 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 no. If that. you, if you uh, listened to this part of the episode <laughs> and I'm not... Ca- here. I'm not including Michael in this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Michael's one of the guys who turns it oh, off. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> if you listen to this part of the episode, I will draw a picture of you as an animal. Okay, there you go. That's official. Throw yep. it up on that Facebooks. <laughs> yep. Which reminds me, check us out on Facebook. Uh, like us there. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Rate us. Review us. And please tell a friend. Since you, yes, every you. Person, if every person just told one friend, we'd have all, we'd, we'd have four more listeners. <laughs> we'd have four more listeners. <laughs> we'd have double the listeners. But you, uh, I'm looking. Di- I'm talking directly to you now. You are our only hope for uh, expanding our listenership. Help help us, listener. You're our only hope. You're our only hope. (laughs) There is another. (laughs) No, there's no other podcast. No other podcast. There is another listener. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye.